life isn't just one story, it's multiple stories. I will share authentically and bravely my stories in hopes to inspire you to live a creative, purposeful, meaningful, and happy life. Okay, so today's episode is a special one. Today, my husband and I, we are celebrating our 21st wedding anniversary. And I'm so excited because I love that guy so much. We've been together since we were in high school and we've grown a lot together over the years. And they always say, you know, I love this person more and more each year. And I thought, how is that possible? But I can see where that is possible because I love Shane more than I did when the day I married him. And the reason is, is because we've been through so much. We've grown so much together. We've built this beautiful family together. We've been through ups and we've been through downs, hard times, easy times, all kinds of vacations and all these things. And I just see the person he is and what he does for our family and I do. I love them more and more each year. And so what I thought I would do on today's episode is give you seven tips for a happy marriage. And I feel that I guess I'm qualified to maybe pass on some of these tips because, well, I consider my marriage to be successful. I'm still married. I still love him. And I plan on being married to him forever. So we'll dive right in with tip number one. Tip number one is make time for each other. And I don't mean that you have to go out to dinner, you have to go out to the movies and who's going to watch the kids and all these things, but just simply spending time with each other in the evening. My husband and I, we like to watch a series on Netflix, or maybe it's the Baseball World Series or Monday Night Football, or we watch college football on Saturdays, or right now we're watching something on HBO. So just little things like that through the week that help us to spend more time together as opposed to me being in my room watching the baking championship and him out there watching football. We're together. We're in the same room and we have an occasional conversation and we talk about the show together. So that is how you can spend time together. And I think another important thing is to celebrate your anniversary. And I know some of you are like, oh, we don't do that celebration thing or it's just another day. But no, I think it is important because we have these busy lives and Sometimes we forget about celebrating each other and spending time with each other. But that one day out of the whole year, it forces you to spend time together and to maybe reflect back over all the years that you have been together. That's what we like to do. We dig out old pictures and I think about how it was when we first met and the family we've built together. And it's an important day because each year of marriage is something to celebrate. People get divorced all the time. People separate. People struggle. But If you're still together, it is something to celebrate, and I think you should celebrate each other. And tip number two is make the other person feel special. And there are so many ways to make your spouse feel special. And they can be simple. They can be easy. It can be as simple as giving a compliment. Hey, you look beautiful today. Or you are so handsome. Those compliments make the other person feel seen. They make them feel special, that you notice them, that you're aware of them. Or just simply tell them thank you. Thank you for everything you do for our family. I know that you've been working hard at work and I just want you to know that we appreciate you so much and what you do for our family. Or what I like to do, I like to cook my husband one of his favorite meals. There are certain things I know that he likes, certain dishes, and so I will try to make those for him every once in a while just to make him happy and to feel special. What my husband is really good at is buying me gifts. I'll have gifts show up at the door And it's just, it's nice because I know he's thinking about me. He spends the time 
browsing the website, picking out the perfect thing. And he often picks out things for myself that I would never pick out, but I love his style. And I, I love that he does that for me because it's things I wouldn't buy on my own. So anything that you can do to make the other person feel seen and to feel heard, I think that's important to let them know that you're special and that you appreciate them and that you love them. And that can be done on a daily basis. You know, my husband calls me on his way home from work and I say, hey, how was your day? You know, I want to know how his day is. I want him to know that I'm thinking about him, that I want to hear whatever he has to say. I give him that time. And so I think that's important. Tip number three, focus on their good qualities. Now, I think it's safe to say that none of us are perfect, right? I have lots of flaws. I have lots of things that probably drive my husband nuts. And I know there's some things that he does that could drive me nuts too. But what I've decided to do is not to focus on all the negative things and the bad things that he does or the things that irritate me, but to focus on all the good, amazing things that he does. And you know what that's done for me? It's made me love him so much more because the more I try to find all the good things he does, they start multiplying. I see more good that he does and more good that he does. And it makes me love him so much more. And you know what? Because I have that love in my heart, the words that I speak are kinder, they're nicer, they're more complimenting than if I'm focusing on all the things that he does wrong, pointing out his flaws, telling him how he did that wrong, and that causes tension in a marriage. And so I think it's really important to just put aside all the negative things and to focus on the good things because everybody has good. Even your spouse, even your husband has some good things about him. Focus on them and watch them multiply and watch the love multiply in your heart. Tip number four is to have empathy and understanding and compassion for the other person. And what I mean by that is to know that, again, they're not perfect and they might have a bad day every once in a while. And maybe they're going to come home and say things that they don't really mean because they are irritated and whatever. But you don't have to take that personal. It doesn't mean they hate you. It doesn't really even mean that they mean it. But it means that you can give them that space to go through and to deal with whatever they're going through. You don't always have to snap back with another hateful remark. Just let them go. Let them know that you love them. Is there anything I can do for you? Would you like me to get your dinner? Whatever that may be. Have some understanding. Give them their space. And they'll come around. I think that's so important in a marriage. And I'll give you an example. We were just traveling a couple of weeks ago. And I noticed as we were traveling and we're in and out of the airport, getting the rental car, trying to get the hotel room, which wasn't ready when we thought it would be ready. So it was just a little bit frustrating and we'd been traveling all day and my husband was a little bit irritated and maybe I was too and just didn't recognize it. But I thought he was saying some things that were just a little bit snippy. He was a little bit irritated and I told myself, just let it go. Just understand he'll come around, give him his space. And I didn't say anything back. I didn't want to cause more tension on our vacation. So I just let him go. And by the end of the evening, he came around. He was much more gentle, kinder, happier. But had I been snapping back at him, had I not given him that space to work it out, and had I not had understanding that he was dealing with a lot, it just would have made things worse. And you know, he does the same for me, especially that time of the month, you know what I mean. He knows what I'm going through and he lets me go and he's supportive and we do that for each other. And another thing, same way with raising our kids. He does things one way, I do things another way, we handle things differently, 
because we came from two different backgrounds. So again, I think it's having understanding that his family did things one way. My family did things another way. He had this relationship with his parents. I had this relationship with my parents. We come from different places and we bring different things to the table. So having an understanding that he's not just like me and he doesn't have to be just like me. We both have good things to offer. We both have good things to bring to the table. And you know, it just goes back to having that understanding, the compassion, the empathy, all of that good stuff. I think it's just a matter of putting yourself in another person's shoes, knowing that we're not all perfect, we all make mistakes, and it's just a matter of loving another person through the good times and the bad. Tip number five is compromise. And that's pretty self-explanatory. We all have to compromise. It's not all my way, it's not all his way. We have to give a little bit here, but you get a little bit there. It's just how a marriage works, you know? There may be a night that I don't really feel like eating Mexican, but I know he really does, so I compromise and we do it. Or I don't really feel like watching that movie, but I know he does, so we'll do it. And he'll do those things for me too. It's just about making the other person happy from time to time. And if it goes both ways and you're both compromising, it all works itself out. Thankfully, my husband and I are a lot of like, and we like a lot of the same things. So usually it's not an issue, but on an occasion, there are certain things that he just does not like to do that I do like to do. And that leads me to tip number six, which is it's okay to do your own thing. And I know here we are talking about marriage and spend more time together and all of this good stuff, but I do think it's important that we each have our own space. I spent years being mad at him at certain times because I wanted to go hiking in the woods. I wanted to go go on a trail, go hiking, have a picnic, and Shane just doesn't enjoy doing those things. So I would end up asking my mom to go, taking the kids, and being mad the whole time that he did not want to go. But what I've learned is I can't make him like certain things. He does a lot for me, and that is just one thing I've learned. He doesn't like, and that's okay. We're not the same person. We're both unique. We're both different. And so it's okay to go my own way, give him his space, and then we come back together. I think it could be a problem if you're constantly doing that. You know, let's just say your husband doesn't like going out to the bars, and that's what you do every single weekend. I think that could become a problem. But if it's something here and there, once a year, whatever, that you just know the other person does not like doing, why make them do it? It just makes them miserable. It makes you miserable. So I've come to the conclusion that Shane doesn't like doing it. Stop making him and trying to force him to do it. It's just not worth it. So he's happy sitting in his recliner watching football while I take the kids and we go hiking. And we both enjoy our time and then we come back together and everything's great. I'm not mad anymore. I've learned to get past that. And tip number seven, I debated on whether to do this one or not, but I do think it's important. I don't think that I could do a podcast episode about marriage and give you all these tips if I left this one out because I think it's important. As embarrassing as it is, it is important. So maybe you have an indication of what it's going to be. But tip number seven is sex. I think sex is an important thing between a husband and wife. It's something that is just for marriage. That's how God intended for it to be is between a husband and a wife. So if I notice that things maybe are a little tense between Shane and I, we're not on the same wavelength or things are just a little bit off, I know that that's what we need to do because afterward things are much better and you can feel the love between us again and the closeness and and the gentleness and the kindness and everything just comes back into place the way it should be 
it just connects us on a different level and it's so strange how it does it and it could be a five ten minute thing and then we come out on the other side and things are much better i just know from my marriage i've made it a priority and I'm reading this book and I thought it would be a good time to read it this month because of our anniversary. And in the book, it's talking about how much more important it is to a man, especially the younger they are. That's all they can focus on. That's all they want. And I think it's a very healthy aspect that has to be implemented in a marriage. And I know as the older you get, maybe it's less important. But at a time where you're younger, you're healthier, it has to be a priority. It has to be a focus because it unifies you. It brings you together. It fills you up in so many ways and maybe different ways. It fills a woman up in a different way than it fills a man up. And I know if I keep my husband happy, he keeps me happy. So after 21 years and everything I've learned, it is important. It's an important piece of a marriage. And it wouldn't be fair for me to do this podcast episode and to leave it out. And that's how we have four kids together. So anyways... I'm very blessed, I'm very happy, and I hope that you can take some of these tips into your own marriage and maybe it will help. So I always end every episode with a powerful thought-provoking question. And today's question is, what might you do for your husband or your spouse today to make them feel special, to make them feel loved? Just one little thing. I just gave you a list of seven things that you can do. Choose one of them and make the other person feel special. Start building your marriage, start improving your marriage, and you can start today just by doing one little thing, and then do another thing tomorrow, and then another thing. I think the important thing is, is to make your spouse feel special, to feel loved, to let them be who they want to be, to not be constantly pointing out their flaws and the things that make you angry, but to just love them. Treat your spouse like you would want to be treated. I hope these seven tips help you. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I can't wait for this weekend. My husband and I are going to go downtown, stay all night downtown, and go out to dinner without the kids, just him and I. I cannot wait. It's such a special time. We do this every year, and I'm so looking forward to it. So you guys have an amazing weekend, have an amazing week, whatever it may be at the time that you're listening to this episode. Take care, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, I have a great opportunity for you. I just so happen to have a few open coaching spots for new clients. If you are looking for something more or for something different, I would love to help you get there. I believe you are more than capable with a coach like me to support you and to hold you accountable. Go to crystalstidham.com and send me a message. Let's connect. There's no obligation to sign up. It's just a free chat to get to know each other a little better and to see if we are a good match. It's crystalstidham.com. I look forward to talking to you soon.